You're listening to Crossroads International Church Podcast. Welcome. We hope this podcast will bless you from wherever you're listening to it. For more information, go to our website at xrgs.nl. Now, let's get into the podcast. Good morning, everybody. It is still morning. It is so good for us to be together. I So can you believe that we have nearly been busy with the theme of the Holy Spirit for, we've got two more weeks left. And then it's nigh on three months that we have been busy with this. I don't know about you, but it has flown past and it, and I've absolutely loved it. And it's just been such a beautiful time in my life. And I pray that it's been a beautiful time in your life. So yes, if you're visiting, we have been busy as a church uh, on a, with a series on the Holy Spirit. We've reminded ourselves that the Holy Spirit is uh, the third person of the Trinity, Father, Father God, Creator, taking on flesh, dwelling among us in the person of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Jesus ascending in glory, seated at the right hand of the Father and giving us, leaving us, not as orphans, but leaving us with His Holy Spirit, the imminent indwelling presence of God in our lives. The Holy Spirit is here to help us live our faith in a real and practical way, to live in obedience to God's will for our lives. And we've looked at many ways that the Holy Spirit wants to help us. We've spoken about ideas such as, and by no means is this comprehensive, not at all. There's so much more. We can speak for many more months on this. But we've highlighted certain key ways that the Holy Spirit wants to help us. And we've said things like, well, the Holy Spirit is an expert in one particular topic. And that's the topic of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit wants to help us by teaching us Jesus. We've said uh, the Holy Spirit wants to help us to pray that sometimes we struggle, we don't have the words, we don't know how to express, we know we just have groans of the heart, but we can't translate that, we can't verbalize that always so effectively. We know we want, but we don't know how to say it. And the Holy Spirit helps us in those moments and takes the groans of our heart and translates it and presents it into the throne room of heaven and say, Father God, here is your child, will you hear their prayers? The Holy Spirit helps us to pray. We've said things like the Holy Spirit uh, calms our chaos and gives us this beautiful gift that transcends understanding, that transcends the situation that we find ourselves in and gives us God's gift of peace. We've said things like the Holy Spirit is here to help us, uh, to assure us of our salvation, that our life is not like the way Paul plays golf, just hit and hope for the best. Maybe he hits it, maybe he misses it, who knows? Let's hope it works out okay. But no, the Holy Spirit assures us that our names are written in the book of life, not with pencil, but in the blood of Jesus, that we are adopted into his family, that our sins are removed as far as east is from west. And we're assured 
of our standing in the family of God. We've said things like the Holy Spirit is here to empower us. We said here the Holy Spirit is here to help us recognize God's voice, God's guidance and leading of us. And with all these ways, we have also said, or we've noticed, hopefully you've noticed, that there are, are, are metaphors, there are symbols connected to that to help describe what the Holy Spirit does for us. And so we've come across the Holy Spirit as dove, you remember? As fire, cloud, wind, river of life. And today we're going to look for the last of these symbols that we're gonna deal with in the sermon series, and that is the Holy Spirit as anointing oil. Beautiful symbol, a sign, a metaphor that we encounter for the Holy Spirit is that of oil, anointing oil. And we're going to look at that today. But I first wanna say this to you. So next week, can we just talk about next week for a second? So next week, the 9th of July, it's going to be a day of all days. We're going to baptize. I mean, Stefan will tell us. I've lost track. It's like 10, 12, 11, 13 people we're going to baptize uh, in the boss. Uh, they're by the canoe, higher place in the boss. Um, and uh, we're going to do that uh, after the two services on Sunday. But Sunday church next week. Listen, here's what we've said to ourselves as a church. We've said, look, Paul. 52 Sundays of the year. We, you know, we know what to expect. We come, we're going to sing a couple of songs. Paul stands up and he preaches. We're going to pray for two minutes. We're going to take up the offering and then we're going to say the benediction and we're going to go home. Which is good. It's great. But next Sunday, we want to just do things a bit differently. We've said to ourselves, we're going to sit next Sunday aside. So if you don't like change, I'm sorry, <laughs> but change is good for the soul, especially when it concerns the spirit of the living God. <laughs> so we're going to just do things a little bit differently next week. I'm not going to necessarily preach. Well, you never know. But <laughs> the, plan <laughs> the plan is not for me to preach next week. What we've done is we've said, Paul, we've spoken about the Holy Spirit Next Sunday, we want to focus our attention. We want to praise God. We want to worship God in song together. And then we've invited the elders to be here. We're going to set up stations all over the place. And if the weather's good, we may very well even open up those doors and have prayer stations outside. And we've asked the elders, come. And as we read in the Bible and as, we've, as, as Paul has spoken now about the Holy Spirit anointing, Come and anoint us with oil as a sign, as a symbol of, I'm going to explain that now in my sermon, but come and anoint us with oil, and then we're going to and pray for us, and then we're going to spend time praying with and for one another, for God's Spirit, God's presence, and God's power to manifest in a real way in your lives. As I said, I have a very real expectation you see, can I just say this to you? So because we now have this thing that you have the opportunity to make appointments to come and see me, and you are seeing me, I now know what goes on in your lives. <laughs> so I know as we are seated here, 
that, yes, there's joy and happiness and celebration, but there's also pain and brokenness and heartache. I know that there is addiction sitting here, that, there, that some of you are sitting here with habits that you have been struggling with for who knows how long, and you've tried whatever. Some of you are seated here, and you are just struggling mentally, emotionally, physically, and just need to be just need a touch of God and need some healing. Some of you need to break habits, as I've said. Some of you just need to be set free. And, and, and some of you need relationships that need to be restored. For some of you, your homes are chaos. There's, there's drama and there's pain and there's struggle and there's not a lot of happiness. And I have such expectation that next Sunday, as we ask the elders to anoint us with oil, as we pray with one another, and we're going to share communion together, my expectation is that it will be a moment where God will set people free. Where God will, will heal hearts. Mend broken hearts, mend broken relationships. That God will bring healing to some of you. That God will give clarity for some of you. Your life is a bit of a mist at the moment, a bit of a fog. That God will just lift that fog and bring clarity and purpose and direction. Maybe for some of you, you where you've struggled with, I don't, I don't know, just, a, just such a lack of joy. You, you, you just struggle to enjoy anything. Everything is, man. God will come and just give, just pour into your heart a new joy. A joy for life. A joy for just being here. A joy with, for your, with your children and your, and your family and your friends and your job. Next Sunday. That's what we're going to do. So I don't know about you. I'm looking forward to that. I'm fully expectant. God will come in a beautiful and in a gentle, yet immensely powerful way. Come and meet us next Sunday. So I hope you're ready. That's what's going to happen. And then there's one more Sunday. Then we are done with the sermon series. And then I'm going on holiday. Because I know... Me talking about anointing with oil, that for many of you, you are unfamiliar with that. It, it is something, maybe some of you have come across it as you've read the Bible. You've read about, oh, you know, this one was anointed with oil, this king or this priest or whatever. So it's something you've vaguely heard and you've maybe come across it in Bible stories or so on. But really for many of you, it is something that you are unfamiliar with, something that you don't understand. And like, Paul, what is this about? What does it mean? Why, what's the significance of it? Why are we doing it? And so before we do it next week, I thought it would be good for me just to talk a bit about the significance, the symbolism, the meaning of the Holy Spirit as anointing oil and what it means for us. So we're going to talk a bit about that today, if that's okay with you, so that we walk in here next week with a better understanding of what's going on. I just want to share with you, so I, I shared with the staff that I, I've, so in preparation for this, I've had just this vision in my, in my mind just about next Sunday, but um, for this picture of uh, just as we leave this place, just 
all these hundreds of oily footprints leaving this place. Don't panic. We're not going to douse you with oil. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe we should. No, no, we won't. We won't do that. No, no, no. We're just going to dab you on the forehead. It's going to be all civilized and, you know, all, don't worry about it. It's going to be under control and civilized. It's going to be good. Okay. But just this image of, and I'm going to talk about it towards the end of my sermon again, just this image of just this church leaving this place and being anointed by the Spirit of God, just these oily footprints leaving, going into the world, leaving the fragrance of God wherever we go. Don't we want to be a community that leaves oily footprints wherever we go? Anyway, so that's, the, that's what's happening next week. Okay, oil. Anointing oil, a, a, a metaphor that we encounter in Scripture for the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about that for a little bit. So, look, I mean, you will know. I mean, we all know oil. I'm not talking about car oil, right? Uh, but we know oil. We know that it is uh, useful in life. And we all know that for centuries, gener uh, uh, for centuries, civilizations across the globe have Oil is featured in our history, and it's uh, been considered for uh, centuries to be useful and helpful in some way. And so uh, we have, down the centuries and across civilizations, we've extracted oil from fruits and plants and all of this. And, and apparently it helps us, you know, in varieties of ways. I'm no expert. I don't really know. Uh, but it's helped us in many ways. It's believed either to help with digestion or healing of some way or relaxing. And there are all these many ways that oil is uh, understood to, to be beneficial for us, right? Now, I don't know exactly how that all works. But we do come across as we read Scripture, this idea of oil being used people being anointed with it as a sign of, as a symbol of. And so connected to this idea of oil and being anointed with oil, we have many ideas connected to it. For example, uh, healing is one of them. The idea of, of, of healing is often connected to being anointed with oil. The idea of uh, belonging to, ownership, the idea of, protection, under the protection of. It's all wrapped up in this idea of anointing with oil. But they all flow out of what is probably the key central truth and theme around being anointed with oil as we find it in Scripture, that it is a metaphor, it is a sign, it is a symbol for us of, here it is, the presence of of God. It's all rooted in the idea this is a sign, it is a symbol, it is a reminder, an outward visible sign, much in many ways like we do with when we take communion. When we baptize people, it is an outward visible sign of an inward invisible grace, the work of God in us. And so this anointing of oil is at the heart of it, the sign, the symbol of the presence of God, the presence of the imminent indwelling presence, uh, a spirit of God upon his people. And because that is the central idea behind being anointed with oil, the presence of God is upon you, 
the presence of God is upon you, because that is the central theme, there is one important thing that emerges out of that truth of the presence of God that we are going to look at today. That is probably really at the core of the symbolism of being anointed with oil. But we're going to get to that. Let me just remind us, let's quickly remind ourselves of some stories in the Bible, of characters in the Bible that went through this experience of being anointed with oil. You remember King David. You remember David? Some of you, thank you, Sean. Uh, some of you may or may not remember um, that David, or may know that David was in fact anointed three times with oil. Who knew that? Three times. Shepherd Goliath, remember, then as king of Judah and then later as king of Israel. Three times. Okay, but let's read this. In 1 Samuel 16, here's the verse. Samuel took the flask of oil, of um, olive oil he had brought and anointed David with oil. Now notice this. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Let me remind you of the story of Elisha and Elijah. God gave this instruction to Elijah for Elisha in 1 Kings 19. God said to Elijah, anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat from the town of Abel, Meholah, to replace you as my prophet. Do you remember the story of Moses and Aaron? God gave this instruction to Moses concerning Aaron. It's found in Exodus 28, uh, verse 41, and Exodus 29, 36, I'm reading for you. God said to Moses, clothe your brother Aaron and his sons with these garments, and then anoint and ordain them, consecrate them so they can serve as my priest." skip a few verses, then cleanse the altar by purifying it, make it holy, make it holy by anointing it with oil. Jesus himself began his ministry by announcing these words. We read in Luke 4 verse 18, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And they've got the whole bit about preaching good news to the poor and so on, right? That's how Jesus started. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. In Acts 10 verse 38, we read this. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. I want you to, in all those examples of David and Moses and Elisha and Jesus himself, I want you to recognize and notice the interplay and the connection between oil, anointing, and the Holy Spirit, the presence of God. There is a connection there. Oil, anointing, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians. And so anointing and oil has become for us a metaphor for the presence of God upon our lives. 2 Corinthians 1 says this, uh, this verse I'm reading out of the NIV. Now it is God 
who makes both us and you, right? So we read about all these Bible characters. Now it's about us. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. And here it is. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. What that verse tells us is this. This verse tells us that God has poured out upon you and me for those who are in Jesus Christ, those who have surrendered their lives to Jesus, invited Christ into their lives as their Lord and Savior, what this verse tells us is that God has poured out into our lives, anointed, if you will, with oil, symbolic of the presence of God, has poured into our lives His Holy Spirit, His power-providing heart healing and transforming oil of the Spirit of God into our lives. That when we gave our lives to Jesus, God poured out His Spirit, anointed, as it were, with oil in that sense. Given us the presence of God in us. Was this not God's promise that we read about in Acts chapter 2, verse 17? You know the verse. And in the last days, it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Let's just quickly touch on this verb, to pour out. I just, all I want you to notice there, when it comes to the outpouring of God's spirit, the, the imminent indwelling presence of God in your life, I want you just to notice the word pour out. That there is no hint of stinginess from God's side when it comes to His Spirit. Titus 3, verse 5 and 6, go read it, talks about how we've been washed, how we've been saved, how we've been cleansed, how we've been healed. It talks about how God has poured out lavishly and extravagantly poured out His presence, His Spirit into our lives. And this idea of anointing with oil is connected to this outpouring of the presence of God in our lives. And so when we come to anoint one another with oil, it is a visible outward sign it is a reminder, it is a it's a declaration, it is a message to the world, to the people around us. It is a message, it's a reminder to myself of that anointing, of that outpouring of the presence of God, God's Spirit in me, and all that that means. All the promises that that contain, all the power that that contains for me. there is one key idea that we must talk about 
when we talk about this, the Holy Spirit as oil, as anointing oil, that emanates from the understanding that it is symbolic of, a metaphor for, a sign of the presence of God. We find it in the story of Moses and Aaron. Let's remind ourselves, and then we apply it to our lives. So God said to Moses, this is what I want you to do with Aaron. In Exodus 29, verse 7, he said, you shall take the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint him. That's where my image and idea of oily footprints come from. Don't panic. We're not going to pour oil all over you next week. But God said to uh, Moses to do this with Aaron. Take the anointing oil and pour it. No stinginess. Don't hold back. Just pour it all over him. And so we have this story, so that's a, this moment where, you know, 1,300 or so years before Christ, you know, two or so million uh, Hebrews are set free out of slavery from Egypt. God has called them. They're in the wilderness now, and they slowly but surely, eventually, 40 years or so later, make their way to the promised land. But we have this time where God just built his relationship with his people, and there's this moment where God says to Moses, I want you to choose Aaron and his sons and set them apart, consecrate them uh, as priests to serve the role, the function of priests. And so we have this story in Exodus 30, verse 23 to 25. Um, and so God gives this instruction. I want you just to notice this. It says, take the finest spices. And then, then he explains it. 12 pounds of liquid myrrh. Half that amount, so six pounds of sweet-smelling cinnamon, six pounds of sweet-smelling cane, 12 pounds of cassia, whatever that is. Weigh all these by the holy place measure. Also take four quarts of olive oil and mix all these things like a perfume to make a holy olive oil. The special oil must be put on people and things to make them ready for and here it is, now we're beginning to get to, for service to God. Now, if you try and replicate this recipe, I mean, you're welcome to try, but you will discover very quickly that it's going to cost you thousands of euros, first of all, it is not cheap, and you're going to come up with about 22, 23 liters of oil. Can you imagine this? Come here, Aaron. Stand still. Oh, yes, Lord, please. So Moses was told to pour it over the, the utensils in Exodus 30. It tells us um, the message translation uses this phrase, soak them in holiness. Love that expression. Pour this oil over these utensils so that they are soaked in holiness. And then next, line up Aaron and his sons. Psalm 133, we read this. Um, the anointing oil was poured over Aaron's head, ran down his beard, 
and onto the border of his robe, and I can just imagine it. Here, here's this guy in this oil just dripping down his head, down his beard, down the back of his neck. I can just, you know that feeling when water just runs down your back? It's a horrible feeling, isn't it? But anyway, and so here's this oil just running down, and he's absolutely soaked in the presence of God. Here's the thing. Somebody walked past me. I greeted somebody uh, as they came in and, and uh, with his husband and wife. Well, I'm assuming the husband and wife um, walked past me now this morning. And the guy smelled so good. So he walked right past me. I'm like, what? <laughs> you smell good. And it just perked up my mood. I was like, ooh, nice. What's he wearing? I need some of that. Oh, my goodness. And so here's Aaron. You, you heard all the spices. You heard the cinnamon and the this. Can you just imagine? He's soaked in this. And here he is. His wife smelt him coming a mile away. Aaron, we smelt you coming. The fragrance. The anointing that oil, symbolism of the presence of God, the spirit of God in his life, soaking, be poured out every part of who he is, changed the way he smelled, it changed his scent, it changed the mark that he left behind. The minute he walks into a room, he walks down the stairs, everybody stopped. What is that smell? As he was leaving oily footprints wherever he went, he printed upon wherever he went the scent of God, of holiness, of a life changed. And from that moment, it not only just changed his scent, the mark that he leaves behind, but it changed his purpose, his assignment, his mission. And so what we come to discover, this anointing with the oil of God is all about being called out, being set apart, saying, you, I'm calling you out to be extraordinary, to be set apart for a special, a unique, and a holy purpose. And so when I come and I join that queue next Sunday, and I say, Geertreit or Eric, whoever the elder is, Hanukkah, Will you anoint me with oil? I'm reminding myself and I'm declaring to them, God, I have been called by you, called out, set apart. I belong to you. I want the presence of God poured out, running down my beard if I had one. And I remind myself that I am set apart for a holy purpose. My life will never be the same again. I'm on a new path. A new direction. Can you imagine what he felt like having been doused in this magnificent perfume of an oil? Can you just put yourself in his shoes as he was walking down back home and the community watched? I can imagine he held his head high. Can you, can you see that? Yeah, you have a good look. 
I'm Aaron, priest of God, Yahweh Almighty, and you can smell me a mile away. And he had a new sense of why he's here. And everybody knew it. Taking the fragrance of a holy God with him wherever he planted his feet. And here's the thing. I hope you can imagine it. Because on the day that you gave your life to Jesus, as we read in 2 Corinthians and Acts, in so many ways, that's what happened to you. God said, you, come here. I give you my spirit. I'm calling you to leave oily footprints wherever you go, to change the scent of the room as you walk in, to leave a new and a different mark of holiness, called, set apart, called out for a unique and holy purpose. My presence, my spirit is upon you. You are no longer to measure yourself according to the inches of your waist or the square footage of your house or the, or, or the lack of pimples on your face or the number of Instagram followers you have. For you have been doused with the Spirit of God Almighty and you will never be the same again. Recognize who you are, priest of God Almighty, set apart for a purpose, to take the fragrance of a holy God into the world with you, into your homes, into your workplace. And so next week, oh, I must stop. So next week, that's what we're going to do as an outward, visible sign. For those who want, you don't have to. It's up to you. No one's going to force you. As an outward, visible sign to the world and a reminder and a declaration again that I have God's Spirit in me. Called out, set apart for a unique and holy purpose. Taking the fragrance of God with me into the world. And so wrapped up in all of that is this idea of Holy Spirit. Douse every part of me, let it run drip down every part of my soul, of my heart. Be my teacher. Help me to pray. Lead me. Guide me. Fill me with power. Assure me of my salvation. I surrender my all to you. Help me remember who I 
am. And I walk with that truth and that confidence down the street. You've been set apart to live a special life. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful week. See you next time.